If this market existed when I was 15 years old, I would have never graduated high school. No shot in fucking hell. Put the flag in the ground. I'll show you my fucking bullshit report card. It's somewhere here. Zero chance. So to your point, I can't even imagine what you and others are gonna be doing over the next couple years to make it even less friction. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Vayner Nation, very exciting for me to be putting out this podcast because there's like a hundred things that are gonna bring value to everybody in this podcast. First, even how it happened. We got an incredible company to talk to you about. The Sports Card National is coming up. Go Google the National Sports Card Convention. Go get a ticket, come by. VFriends has a big activation. I'll be there all week. I'm impossible to find because I'm usually in my office and traveling and this is always one of the ways to get a quick selfie or a quick conversation, so I'll be there. We're gonna talk about mascot. We'll get into that in a minute. We're gonna talk about the overall card market, which I haven't done in a while which is really fun for me because I've been quietly buying as Rip Snows. I bought two very significant Aaron Rodgers rookie cards, which is also exciting because Jets training camp has started and boy, am I more excited than I realized. I've got a lot going on in my life these days, so I've been a little more distracted than my normal insanity, but like the Jets reported the camp and I'm all fired up. So this should be a super fun episode, especially for a lot of you are starting to actually collect VFriends collectible cards, which is like a whole to do, which we'll probably touch on for a few minutes since we got Rips. But more importantly, why I'm excited to have Mascot here, and I'll let Ezra really explain it, we'll go deep into it up front, is in 2018 when I started first making sports card content, it was not only did I say, huh, I think this could be like sneakers, and I think that ended up being very real, I really nailed that, I think I get a lot of credit for that, but it was also like, man, there's a lot of opportunity for like innovation, like the tech in this industry fucking sucks. <laughs> and, like, and like, wait till like tech comes to this. And over the last four, five years, I've seen a lot of good, there's a lot more tech, thank God. Uh, But there's still a long way to go. And I think uh, you and your company represent some of that stuff, so I'm excited about that. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about innovating in industries that have opportunities, how you guys and gals think about that. I'll let you introduce yourself, tell your story a little bit, and talk about Mascot. So we'll talk about innovating the market, but then just in general, the card market's fun, like it's in a fun spot. It's kind of like where I see the NFT market being in another year, kind of starting to hit now, which is like normalcy comes in. You kind of have like that high tide of excitement and the normalcy comes in. And the normalcy of day-to-day card life today is dramatically better than it was in 2017 and 18. Of course it's not on the COVID highs, but it's that, and similar to NFTs, like I'm watching a lot of people do open mints at .09, Andy, like you showed me an epic one today from our guy, and like, like people are still collecting digital collectibles. It's, it's just now people realizing NFT collectibles are like trading cards. 1% of trading cards are meant to be insane. Jordan rookie, Charizard, you know, like real, real stuff, not everyone, and that's what we're starting to see in NFT land. There's still a lot of collectors. Right now you gotta get over the, the decline, and I still think we're six months to a year of like fully being over that out of the masses cultural mind and people starting to come back in and getting serious. So like fun stuff and alternative collecting, we're at the forefront of it with VFriends trading cards and VFriends NFTs, like so I'm enjoying this. And so it's one big conversation of innovation in the collectability world, which is obviously super fun for me because that has been my life. Besides that little thing I did in the middle with wine, I was in collectibles and then I've been in innovation. So Ezra, that was a big frame up to the episode. Why don't you tell everybody in the Vayner Nation who you are, what you do, and what the company's about, and then we can talk about it. Rips maybe can jump in and da 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 da. Awesome, uh, my name is Ezra Levine. I'm the CEO of a new company called Mascot. 
And uh, I want to give Dr. James Beckett uh, a little credit here. Obviously, right. Dr. James Beckett is a big innovator in the space. Yes. And so when I told him the name Mascot, we happened to like the name Mascot. We were not thinking of it necessarily as an acronym. But uh, when I spoke to Dr. James Beckett, he said, oh, Mascot, brilliant. I said, why? He goes, because that stands for multi-sales channel technology. And I said, you know what? I'm going to steal that. I love it. So Mascot that stands, what that for, stands for. It didn't originally, but we're, we're going to go with it. Oh, I, I love it. I love <laughs> it. So Mascot now, uh, we've amended it a little bit. Mascot is multi-asset sales channel optimization technology, which of course rolls off the tongue beautifully. But essentially what we did is we created uh, an awesome product. And you know, I, th I think to your to your point, innovation in this collectibles industry uh, has come a long way, but there's so much more to go, so, so much. much more to go. So Mascot essentially is the easiest and fastest way to manage your collection and by far the easiest and fastest way to sell items within your collection. I know you don't do a lot of selling, but I think this will be very relevant for your, for your audience who does. Uh, we've integrated Rips with- is trying to get me to sell more shit, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't wanna sell. I, I like that narrative and I like that truth, but I should probably. All right, so uh, on part one, right? So how to manage your collection. So we've integrated with all the major, the major grading companies, so PSA, Beckett, SGC, CGC, uh, and TAG, yep. where we essentially have API feeds and partnerships directly with them. When you put in one detail of your items, all the data around it populates. You can put in a serial number, all the data populates, all the high-res images populate. So you know, on your collection, Gary, we were testing with Adam, we did 250 items just about in about 30 seconds. It's wild, it's really fast, so really what, crazy. Does Adam have to put in the serial number of my thing and then boom? So three, three different ways to do it. One yeah. is you can drag and drop images. So if you have high-res scans, you can just put in the image and it'll read all the data. You can also put in the serial number, or if you have a spreadsheet they're working off of, you can upload, just drag. You can, which a lot you, of people have. Exactly, so you can upload what the, about, the spreadsheet What about directly. when I have it in my PWCC vault, like is that gonna be easy? Yeah, so Adam Adam tried it, essentially he, he took a spreadsheet from PWCC. Adam, what happened, good? Great. Great. I've managed your collection for a long time. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> this is the smoothest interface. This doesn't even happen, Adam, if you weren't like, no, I really think this might be crazy good. So kudos to you guys. Well, thank you. And so part, part two of what we do, uh, so we created, again, a multi-sales channel platform. So the, the selling experience in collectibles is downright terrible, right? So if you create an eBay listing, it takes a long time. Yeah. You create, you know, if you wanna sell multiple platforms, you gotta create individual listings. Yep. It takes time. Uh, what Mascot has done is you can integrate all of your secondary market uh, platforms right now, eBay, MySlabs, Amazon, Shopify, So you created a middleware, talking to the nerds in there, you've got a middleware, right, CRM, you know, content management system where you've sat in the middle of the two most important things, right? What is your inventory and how do you sell it? and by creating really strong tech that really works well on both sides, you have a value prop to a lot of us. Yeah, it, look, it, it connects. Is that, is that, I, do I have it? Spot on. Okay. It, it, it connects your collection to all the marketplaces in which you want to sell. So you can create essentially one listing on Mascot, and it creates multiple listings all across the marketplace. You know, our, our vision and our thought is that, you know, you want to maximize eyeballs as a seller, right? As a, as a seller, you want really three things. You want to maximize eyeballs so it can sell the fastest, right? You yeah. want to sell it, you know, as quickly as you possibly can yep. for the highest price and essentially on your own timeline. To get maximum eyeballs, that makes it a lot easier. The technology, but also it does, a lot of people who sell on multiple platforms, they have, you know, a really big issue, which is if it sells on one, holy crap, you got to figure out, you know, where else it's listed. Then you got to go back and go into those accounts and remove it before double sale, which could knock down your, Rip, your so reviews. Rip, so that used to happen to you a lot, because I know when you were a kid, a lot of like Facebook Marketplace, but then all of a sudden eBay, like that must have been your day to day. Did you ever have a double sale by accident because like the unlucky timing? Or did yeah. you, or did you, or you suck at selling yeah. so, so much you know, that it never really happened? You got on the platforms and someone has a big game and now you're like, shoot, it sold everywhere. And yeah. You're, you're kind of, you're kind of yeah so Especially in the height of that whole COVID. Like I remember like 
Terrence Davis would have like a good game for the Raptors, I'd buy like every rookie card on earth. <laughs> yeah, so. Devontae Graham. So our, our technology will essentially automatically remove all of the other listings. So if it like sells that. on eBay, automatically takes Would you say this is for like the top 10, 20% elite, it's like a super tool, and then for the masses, it's just like a stronger piece of technology for, as a tool? I, I, th I think anyone who has inventory that they want to manage or sell, it's a great product. We have yeah. people who are massive dealers, you know, thousands of thousands of cards, huge value. We have people who have five cards up there, or five items, five what comics, cost whatever it is. Zero, free. Absolutely you're, free you're to use. From the partners? So I so we're building a premium model too. So you okay. can have the basic skills yeah, and right. the basic tools yeah, completely yeah. free. We yeah, want to get freemium. as many users yep. as possible freemium. Smart. Uh, and then we're building advanced features. So you yep. want to <clears throat> you know, you want to set algorithmic pricing. You want to do all that great stuff, um, which really saves people a lot of time. That that and maximizes money. And maximizes money. That will be premium model and all these other commercial arrangements with vendors, which allow us to really build a, gr a great business. These algos and AI, like the fucking, it's gonna get really wild. It's gonna be fun. Okay, makes sense. How long have you guys been at it? So uh, we took over a company called Slabfolio. Slabfolio uh, has been around for about a year and a half. Got it. We came in, I saw this technology, actually at last year's national. I, I saw this and said, here's a product that uh, makes the industry so much if more efficient. This, got it. Here's a product if I that- clean this up. If I clean got this it. up, here's a product that has applications for anyone in this market, whether you're a dealer, whether you're a marketplace, whether you're a grading company, whether you're just an industry participant, whether you're just a collector, this has so many applications for you. And that is what really got me excited. So I left Collectible, came here. We spent the last three or four months uh, do, really doing three things. One is cleaning up the UI UX, making doing it a lot easier deals. to use, uh, doing all the partnerships. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've made the platform so much faster by doing these deals. We yeah. now have direct yeah. API feeds. The platform's 100 to 200 times faster. Uh, and really expanding. When have you been in this new form? I uh, joined about four months ago. Meaning, I'm sorry, the product, like for the people that are listening, because you know, we have a lot of card people, some of them might have looked at it, like, I don't know, when did it come out as this? Mascot was rolled out about, I don't know when this is gonna air, but you know, probably about a week or two weeks ago. So recent, it, recent, but it. it's a huge improvement so now this is also. So first taste for everybody that goes on? First taste. And what's it's the fresh. dot com, just to make sure we get it? Withmascot.com. With. Withmascot.com, and socials at withmascot. With, W-I-T-H, got it. Okay, now let's veer off back, and we'll come back to this in a minute. What about your trading card journey? Yeah, I started. Where'd you grow up? Here, New York. New York City? New York City You're proper. City boy. City boy proper. City nice. boy proper. So I was a big, uh, as you are, Knicks fan. Yep. Uh, I'm a Giants fan, sorry, sorry. Uh, Rangers, good. Yankees. Good, so good, good. Yeah, good. So, more. you know, my, my collecting journey, I'm sure started as pretty much everyone. How old are you? Spot. I'm 35. Okay. 35. Yes. So, you know, I collected a lot as a kid. And Were uh, you a Pokemon? Because my brother AJ's 30, what am I, 40? Uh, 36, and Pokemon was, a, he did predominantly cards, but there was a big Poke, when Pokemon hit, you guys were in a great age. I was all sports. Yeah. I, I wish I were Pokemon, because yeah. it was, you know, it has exploded. Yep. But uh, I, was, I was all sports. And I was a product of the junk wax era, but I remember, I'm, I'm sure you uh, and AJ did this too, I used to set up card shops with my brother in our rooms. I used to go to all the shows. Uh, it was, I used to be at summer camp. My parents would send boxes of cards. I was the coolest kid at summer camp just because of that, for no other reason. And uh, it was awesome. It was a great time. And then, you know, I, uh, in my got career, yep. yeah, I got out of it. I went to Michigan for college and came yep. back to New York, worked in finance. But, you know, my dad's been a big collector. Big shout out to Aiden Hutchinson, Vayner Sports Pro. Go Blue. Go Blue. And, uh, yeah, I was in finance. And then I actually started a, a minor league football league. And uh, it's now the USFL. So we, we merged into Very Fox cool. Sports and became the USFL. Uh, that's how I met AJ actually for the first time was through Vayner Sports. And then, you know, my dad's been a collector. He kept me in the loop on it. And, uh, and then he, you, like most of us, when that next wave hit in 18, 19, 20. I was, I was following it probably in 17, 18. Yeah. 
um, you know, just really through my dad. So I'll give him some credit for that. Yeah. And his passion for it became yeah. my passion for it. Yeah. I saw a lot of his closest relationships came from from the hobby and That's from fun. collecting. And, you know, he would always say to me, look, there's so much opportunity here. You know, there's it's such a legacy model. The business models, the technology, it felt very archaic. And when I was when I, for, when I went to 17, I think Cleveland, or maybe it was 18, I think it was 17 or 18, the Cleveland show, I was like, whoa, this is, first of all, it's the best because that's how I started my career. And like, it was the best. I just could smell it. But I knew, I mean, compared to what we're going to see next week in Chicago, it's like two different shows. I remember when I first got into collectibles, coming from finance, uh, which obviously has a cachet. Yes. Collectibles at the time in 2019 did not have like, cachet. I remember telling people I'm leaving finance, going to collectibles. And they looked at me like I had three heads. Yeah. And now, just to show how, how much the industry has come, when you say collectibles, there's a cool factor there. Like, oh, 100%. You know, there, there, there's a, there's, they're, they're interested. They're like, that's awesome. Yes. And I think people are getting it. I think the story has to be told. What was your favorite card as a kid? Jeter Foil. Yep, SP. That's a crazy card. Crazy card. That was literally just as I got out. I got out in 93. And that car, like, I really wish I was around for one more year. Because I was like hardcore 86 to 93. That's such a special card. Yeah, you had it's, a, it's an awesome card. I do have one. Uh, I've, got, I've got an LT rookie card, which is awesome. Um, well, but you know, again, I, I, collect, I didn't always collect the most valuable. I collected things that I liked. So yeah. I have Brian Leach rookie cards. I have yeah. LJ rookie cards. Yeah. Just you know, th things that you know, kind of remind me of, of my course. childhood and things that I love. As a kid, though, it was the foil? Or now? I'm actually asking, wondering, as a, do you remember as a kid? I do, I do remember. I mean, I was six years old at the time, but I remember seeing that more and more around and just being like, I love Derek Jeter. I emulated Derek Jeter. My batting stance in Little League was Derek Jeter. So I remember that He's being the, like. the Derek Jeter card. He's going to be at the National. He's going to be at the National. Okay, good. What, what do you think is most interesting right now in the trading card card part? Like, what's your, like as an expert, or at least you've been in it, experts tough to throw at someone, but like as someone who's in it, and I, you're very much focusing on your business, so it's not like you're following like the auctions every hour on the hour, but you're in it. So, because a lot of people have been in it, are coming, like it's funny, I feel like a lot of people that were hot in 18, 19, 20 are starting to come back in a little bit right now. I could, I could just smell the waves again. Uh, this is a microwave compared to 18 and 19, but it's some of the people that were out of it for the last two years are starting to come back who were in it in 18, 19, 20. What's going on? Like what's, what's like interesting business fodder or consumer behavior fodder in trading cards right now from one man's point of view? I could I could go on and on go. about this topic for sure. Uh, there's there's so much. I mean, I kind of okay. look at this as a tale of two markets, right? Okay. There's the pricing market and then there's the activity market. And I think when you look at the pricing market, obviously you had this big, you know, sort of rise in COVID. A lot of those values have come have come down. Right. But you know, you still if you zoom out from just you know 2022 to now. You know, some of the most iconic cards are still doing unbelievably, right? You look at the Michael Jordan Fleer 8610. That was a $40,000 card right when COVID hit. Yep. Now, 150, 160 grand. That's yep. a 4X in four years. That's an unbelievable return. Look at the Mantle 52 tops in an eight, right? Pre-COVID, that was 400 grand. Now it's 1 million, 1.2, 1.3 in that range. That's a great return, right? So, and the iconic stuff, uh, iconic is doing great. You know, I, you, you collect vintage basketball, I know. So, 69, 70 tops. I mean, you know, those are putting up record numbers. Wagner's putting up record numbers. Memorabilia is really caught on, not trading cards, but memorabilia has, yeah. has absolutely exploded. Um, but, you know, you do have. Do you like memorabilia? I love Personally, mem I love memorabilia. I really, you know this about me, Rips. I struggle with it. I don't know why. I just don't love it. But from a business, from an asset class, it's very clear. There's one of them. 
there's three of them, there's five of them. Like the, the supply and demand is very clear. When I first got back to I don't know the- why I don't like like, I feel like they're, they're big. I feel like this is where NFTs is gonna do me a favor. <laughs> like a big ass jersey, I'd rather, if I can send it to a Mercantile Exchange and I'm trading you know, the NFT, similar to what you're doing and like you're making it easier for me to list and like, you know, like that's what people want. It's you know, the, bulky. The, the weirdest thing that I saw when I came back to the market was uh, the pricing of memorabilia versus these kind of patch cards made yeah. zero sense zero to me. Sense. You know, you could, you could buy a card that has a little slice of a patch from that Steph Curry, may, may which may or may, or may, or may not, not have been, ever been used yeah. in a game. Uh, you know, I don't know the exact, but yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. You could buy the actual jersey that Steph Curry wore in a game, photo match, so everyone knows it's real, and it was 20, 30 grand. Yeah. That, that to me was like yeah. a market, um, you know, some arbitrage, yeah. Arb that uh, has started to close. Um, on the activity side, activity is really strong. I know. Right? Activity is really good. You know, you, like we're, we're about to go to the national. There's going to be 100,000 people. Uh, every show that they've put on has been gangbusters. People are loving this stuff. They're clamoring for it. They want more of it. Fanatics has come in, obviously, and you know, essentially gobbled up all the licenses. They've incentivized all the leagues and the players to now start caring about this industry. You know, one one thing that I always look at end up mattering long term in a real way. I agree. I mean, you know, when you think about how many collectors there are, data is not amazing, but there's something like a million people who identify as a collector. Of two billion sports fans, give or take, a million out of two billion—that's a tiny percentage. Look at you know, fantasy sports or sports gambling, uh, you know, there's something like 20 to 25% of sports fans, you know, participate in sports gambling friction. or fantasy sports. Friction, brother. Friction. It's friction. all friction. This is why what you're doing caught our attention. Like, we are, you're we eliminating are, friction. We are eliminating friction, yes, which I think are. has, you know, has really big, has really big potential. And so, you know, I, I see, you know, when you hear big numbers starting out, 10x, 100x the hobby, when you put those numbers in context versus other ways to sort of participate in sports, it feels very achievable to me. So I'm incredibly bullish on this Same. industry. I think it has a big runway. And I, I'm very encouraged by the fact that even though prices have come down, activity has stayed really strong. And, and by the way, like, like I, had a, I laughed at my dad the other day. He was like complaining that winetext.com, please sign up, winetext.com, that winetext is not doing the numbers it did during COVID. And I'm like, dad, nobody was allowed to go to a bar or a store or like, Every single human was home. And you had a monopoly as a category, internet people that could sell wine and send it to your house. Like, do you know how much wine is gonna be drank today in America at bars and restaurants? Like, outrageous amounts. That was all at home. And so, like, look, the entertainment value of what was going on with trading cards during that time was like, it was fun. Like, I was on eBay every minute on the minute. Like there's other things, like, I'm at the airport today. Like, like I'm doing this with you in my office today. Like it's just different, but to your point, if you take that blip out of the equation, the, the data is very clear of what's happening here and I think your one million, two billion thing is uncomfortably real and I'll add another variable. You have an entire generation of 12, 13, 14 year olds that think of themselves as entrepreneurs in a way that even you at such a young age, it wasn't as common at 12 and 13 to think that way. You might have thought you wanted to be in business, but like you take on entrepreneurship ambition at youth along with how many collectors have, how many sports fans haven't converted because fantasy and betting has no friction. What am I gonna buy a box, open it, slab it, grade it, go to a show? I'm not doing that shit. This is where what is starting to happen of the stack of the elimination of friction, both through the technology, through the players, you know, 
fanatics bought PWCC. Yep. Like, you know, like these things are gonna start colliding into each other and make it very easy for someone like me who also, one of the reasons I don't wanna sell, even though I have rips and like I can, like, is because there's a lot of fucking friction. And I'm excited about what you guys and other people in the space are doing. Yeah, one, one thing too, just, you know, I think one of the byproducts of COVID, even though prices have come down from it, a lot of big companies have come into this market now. I keep hearing new companies that are massive Fortune 500 companies that are getting, you know, into this hobby. Blackstone, Amazon, DraftKings, TikTok, the list could go on and on and on. Fanatics, obviously, you know, even hedge funders, Stevie Cohen, Dan Sunheim, big, big names are getting big into this market. One, one other uh, stat that I want to point out too, just in terms of kind of the, the selling inefficiency and selling friction in this market, there are 10 times more buyers than sellers of collectibles, yep. 10 times. And there's probably a lot of good reasons for that, but one that I think strongly is that it is so frictionful. There's so much friction. You mean going to Chicago and shipping all your stuff and setting up Easy, a ticket? Right? Like, yeah, it's, Easy. I couldn't agree with you more. And as great as eBay is, like, like, because by the way, that created an incredible thing because I was selling cards pre, if, I, if eBay was around, if this market existed when I was 15 years old, I would have never graduated high school. No shot in fucking hell, put the flag in the ground, I'll show you my fucking bullshit report card, it's somewhere here, zero chance. So to your point, like I can't even imagine what you and others are gonna be doing over the next couple of years to make it even less friction yeah. But buy, just to give everybody context, what we're really going, I think at least where I'm going, do you know how hard it was to buy a piece of a company in 1875? I know that may seem like a long time ago, it's really not. There used to not be stocks to come, like I can literally hit a button in two seconds right now and own .0003% of, uh, of a company. Like that didn't exist and I think just the friction, well we've said it 10 times, but I think it really sums up why Adam and I are excited about the company, what you're doing and what other people are doing. This move to the elimination of friction, including Web3. Uh, you know, I think the NFT stuff is gonna be a factor. Like, um, it's gonna be fucking rad. All right, we got a couple more minutes here. I wanna make sure that, was there anything we didn't touch on, anything you wanted to touch on in our time here? No, look, I mean, I think, you know, if when people see the product and they see how easy it is to get items in, to manage your whole collection, you could do thousands of items. It takes a minute to get your entire collection beautifully displayed, categorized, all that stuff. When you link your accounts and you click one button and now you see the items are blasted out on 10 different marketplaces, there actually is real magic to that and it's unbelievable what you know our, our team's been able to create. I, I think it's gonna make you know, the entire selling journey and just the managing journey uh, so much easier and so we're, we're incredibly excited. Well listen, we're excited to see you at the National We'll be, we'll, maybe we'll film some interactions, unless Dustin dies from this cough. Um, <laughs> you know, he'll be there, we'll film it. Um, yes, thank you, man. Go ahead, Rips, let's do that. This is a good way to close, I love you for, good job, Rips. I got, I got two quick things. Okay, go ahead, show me. So I'm with the product right now. You're with the product. So look, I think right off the top, like the interface, like for everyone who's listening now who's like accustomed to like Web2 interface and like modern stuff, like this is kind of what we snipped out. Like, and ex like look, Google Docs is great and all, but like fuck, like, like managing this in a much easier way, it's very clear to me like how this is structured. This is a blank slate. Yep. It says, let's get started, add on your collection. We just sent a bunch of cards to grading for CGC for the national. Yep, I, big shout out CGC. Nice, I like your new slabs by the way, I like the black. So do I. This is a cold You agree? CGC is a fucking interesting thing. They are very technologically savvy. They're incredibly responsive from our dealings with them and they and, have an unbelievable slab. And, yeah, and they have completely dominated non-sports. I obviously got very, very serious 
because even before V Friends is Rip Snows, I like to buy a lot of weird shit, non-sports, because I love nostalgia. He-Man and Spider-Man and 1960 whatever Donruss, like Marvel, 60, what is it, 67? I'm already getting rusty. 60, 61 is Fleert Basketball. 67 Donruss? 66 Donruss, I think it's 66 Donruss. I literally just made something that I Marvel, okay, anyway, but like CGC is like a little bit of a sleeper play. Like now they're getting serious about sports, that's one of the weird, like, look, PSA is a beast. I'm a big fan of SGC. Yeah. You know, I think Beckett is, is every, like, back to, J, you know, Mr. Beckett. Like, Beckett has so much. Heritage. So much heritage. Yeah. And I, I have a lot of empathy for them because they're great guys and gals too. Absolutely. Like, I feel like they've, they've got to, like, tighten, like, they got a lot going on with their grading system and they've got to figure that out a little bit. But, like, I think it's such a healthy market with, like, Nat is, like, a fucking beast. So, yep. like, I sleep at night knowing PSA is always going to do the right things. The CGC stuff has really got my attention of how much, especially because with Friends, I feel like I want to go more Magic the Gathering, more Pokemon. So, I actually want it to be a predominant CGC winner. Then I then me and Rips looked at the data. They're, like, very conservative on their grading, which I think long-term always plays out that people like that value. So, it's interesting to see you have, a from your perspective, a good look on them as well. I agree. I agree. Go ahead. This is literally a download yep. of your grading order. Okay, of the grading order from the submission. Yeah, 300 comments yep. from CGC. Which everyone gets when yep. they do all this stuff. So yep. for all the graders, that makes sense. So you can drag, you can literally just drag this, I'll do it, you can do it. But if you so this was, that, a monst- oh. this was a monster, um, this was, that was very smart of you guys. So you're saying this, literally the fucking slab submission, drag and drop, like drag who, and drop. who the fuck wouldn't? You can do it all in monster. one. If you want to do serial numbers what? and drag and drop and drag. files, you can, yeah. do, you can do it all in one screen. Yeah, this is gonna, once people understand this, they're gonna shit. So. Map field. It's all good, I just press save. Now, sync. So it's a three, 300 cards we're doing? 279 cards. 279 I just hit cards. enter. 1% is done, 3%, 4% is done, 5% is done. This must be very compelling podcast. 9% <laughs> is done, 13% is done. But no, no, I mean, this is bananas. So, right. So for everyone who's like a little more sophisticated, I know there's a lot of 101 people. I know there's a lot of people that are like into tech. They'll probably check this out. People are just starting, especially because the VFriends cards. For the more sophisticated who've submitted for grading and you know you get your report, no bullshit, the downloaded CSV dragged into an interface. I'm now at 72%, we're probably well under a minute at this point. Like the thought that I just am about to have 279 cards in a CRM that looks good, it's done. It's done, all right, click. Click, refresh page. Click, refresh. I'm just gonna do play-by-play for everybody because I know this is predominantly audio consumption. By the way, we're also on very bad Wi-Fi here at VaynerMedia. We should really address that. (laughs) I guess that's my fault, so I'll try. Holy shit, no shit. Okay, and so, all right, so what I'm looking at is a very good visual, like the way you would like it if you're a Web 2.0 person. Like, it's got the card, all imagery in there, and then I can fill in item cost, tax, shipping. So you can you can fill listing. that in yourself, or you can upload a spreadsheet that has that data already there. Right, because a lot of people have already do exactly. it that way. Right. Exactly. Uh, we did, right. 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 You right. Can, you can sort. That's how you, you can, would have it. Yep. And you just upload your Excel or Google Docs. Use your ball, it'll, it'll can sort. So this you can filter. <laughs> no, really, we were it's hyped on everything. <laughs> Stop it, guys. No, but this is fucking really the nice. That, the fact that PWCC grading companies, when they use like the vintage stuff, they don't have the images ready. You kind of have to upload them. But like all the modern stuff, this is literally took two seconds. 
And then selfishly, this is fucking right. Me yeah. knowing both of you guys for a while, I, I I did when you started talking about what years things come from. I pulled up like the top fifteen like iconic rookie cards, and I wanted to quiz you guys both and see who. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? All right, try it. Go ahead. Let's I'm into something. I'm rusty though. <laughs> I forgot sixty-six Donruss Marvel just now, so I'm not very confident. Well, but this should be compelling. So what is the what is the quiz? Literally, I was like, you're talking '93 SP. You're okay, go ahead. Dollars. So I, what I, are you gonna do? I pulled like some cards from your collection, and some cards like that top twenty most influential rookie cards of all time. Like who knows? I understand. Name. I don't care about any of that. I just want to beat Ezra. I what mean, is the game right I now? You name the card. You name the year. Okay, fair enough. I, look, I would say it's your collection. All, no, all no, these are your cards. So lose. Ready? You, you've got, you've got no, a little home, 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 home. love this. Ready for this? Got some home, home court Adam, advantage here. If you like your job, I refuse <laughs> for you to mention any card that is in my personal collection. Use ones that are not in my personal collection. That gets a little more oddball because you own so many key cards. I'll, mm. I'll, I'm gonna roll. Yeah, I don't think, just for the record, for everybody listening, I do not believe I have an advantage of owning something that every, is an iconic That's card. also IPO'd, like some of the most iconic cards in the world. Like Let's just play real cards. quick. Let's I'm play. very, Let's by the way, play. on the record, I'm extremely rusty. Like, I are, just, we, are we gonna buzz in here? No, or you, you just, just yell okay, it. Okay, yell it, okay. Bowman Chrome Albert Pujols. 20, no, uh, yeah, 20, 2001. Correct. 2001. Notice I wasn't even in that. That was my dark era. I was building, I wanna give a shout out to my dad, Sasha, completely fucked me in this moment because he made me work tirelessly from 1998. I thought, I thought we were gonna start off with like a vintage, like 61 Fleer. I, I was literally 61 Fleer on my I was thrown off by the 2000 no, don't, don't, do, Keep doing what you're doing, I love that. I didn't even have a guess. That's how much I don't give a fuck about Albert Pujols or that car. Score, Barry Sanders. Oh, 90. Uh, nine, yeah, 90. 89, 90. Yep. Um, Don Russ, Don Mattingly. 87. Nope. No, 84, 84, 84, 84, 84. I still uh, think if you go to the film, I said 84 a hundredth of a second earlier. By the way, and I'm, his I'm, second, wrong guess. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm optimizing for time, not accuracy ahead, here. Right. So. I'm just yeah. trying to win. <laughs> Tops, Johnny Unitas. Oh, uh, 55. No. Um, fuck, I have the card too. Uh, Unitas is... <coughs> 54. He's 57. 57. Oh, we were close. Fuck. Should have cut the segment out, right? By the way, out, right? two years ago, I would have gotten all these in one second besides Pujols. <laughs> Me too. So rusty. Shadowless first edition Charizard. I'm not, I'm not a Charizard guy. What year? This is all you uh, Yeah, I got it. Is that 96? I'm going to say, yeah, it's, it's in the 90s. 99. 99, yeah. <laughs> Top Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete? Oh, 69. <laughs> Nope. No. 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 Keep this segment. Pistol Pete is not that. It's later than sixty nine seventy. Is that? Gotta cut this segment here. Pistol Pete is what seventy <laughs> one. Looks like that. Seventy two. Pistol Pete is nineteen seventy. Got it. Seventy. O P O P G Wayne Gretzky. Oh, seventy nine. Seventy nine. That's right. Good. Tops John Sixty five. Oh, you're right. Jesus Christ! I thought Super Bowl. Good job. Tops Hank Aaron. Fifty four. I know, I know vintage. I know vintage. Bird Magic Irving tops. 80. 80. 79, 80. Yeah, you got that. Three more. Tops Chrome Tim Duncan. 97. Right. Very good. National Treasures Steph Curry. No idea. 2009. Yep. Last one. Uh, tops Football Jim Brown. 58. Correct. Yeah. When I tell you I needed that more than life itself because I just got great. my ass kicked. Am I, Brother, am, am I yes. able to give my, my dad a quick shout out here? 
please. So my, my dad has uh, a, a great collection. I'm sure my mom will hate me for saying this, but one of his uh, coolest pieces in his collection is a type one vintage photograph of that iconic Jim Brown rookie card. Wow. He will be at the national. So, and I think he's going to have it on display. It's an awesome, awesome piece. I've seen it many times and it's incredible. As I'm really upset with you right now because you beat my face in and I'm not happy about it. I didn't realize how rusty I was. I'm excited to get, like, I wish we really did this after the national. I feel like I would have had a better chance, but congrats, excited. Thank you Look very forward much. to seeing you there. Thank you, Continued thank you. success. I appreciate it. Let's talk it. more. I really, I really like what you guys are up awesome. to. Thank For you. everybody listening, you should definitely give it a roll. I think a lot of you are going to be impressed because I do think the industry has got, big shout out to the industry, tons of great shit, lots of stuff, whatnot. There's just so many things I'm proud of that so many people have done, but a long way to go of opportunity. Not mad at anybody, we've made a lot of strides in the last four or five years. Uh, This is a good move in the right direction, so keep up the good work. Awesome, buddy, thanks so much, appreciate it.